It's over there. No, this is the door. This is not the door. This is not the door. Oh, this is the door. to another episode of Cinema Wheeler Tay. It's Sean, Tony, and Scott, as usual. Hello. Hello. It's been a while. Yes, it has. Uh, but we have a returning guest. Not just a return, any returning guest. Not just any returning guest, Sean. No, this is our the first... The returning guest. <laughs> this is the first five-time club member we In have. fact, we... club. Yes, yeah, we're, we're getting a, a, a blazer... Uh, Made for her just for the occasion, oh. a gold blazer. Absolutely. That says five timer. And we have our very first time guest, Poppy Jean. The youngest yeah. guest ever. The youngest guest to ever it come on Walter a Cinema Wheel Arte podcast. Yeah, if you haven't guessed already, it's Sarah Booker Greer, everybody. Hello, <laughs> world. <laughs> And we brought. Yeah, I like to say, suck it to Josh and suck it to Brendan. <laughs> for both of you. Yeah, you'll have to figure out who we're talking about. All the Joshes and Brendans out there. Yeah. Um, I think they know who they are, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Love y'all. Um, and we brought Sarah on for, for a very special film. Yes, it uh, is a oh very special film to me. Me too. And to Sarah. Yeah. And to Poppy. This is one of the first movies I think Poppy may have ever watched. She'll oh, never forget it. <laughs> it's a She's classic. Uh, it's uh, from 1987. It's Mannequin. Yes. Yeah. Or is it the Mannequin? It's no, just, just Mannequin. Just Mannequin. Just Mannequin. It's not a horror film. That would be the Mannequin. <laughs> that would be a great idea for a horror film. Oh, oh, that would be... Well, yeah. there's already that Twilight Zone episode. They could yeah. just right. that into... Mm. All right, I'm trademarking that, guys. If everybody's listening, that's my idea. I don't know. You have to get through the Rod Serling uh, <laughs> copyright infringements. This is after that. the man again. But uh, yeah, this movie, I remember watching it. It was it was always on HBO in the afternoons. It's one of those movies mm-hmm. that always had in heavy rotation, along with like any John Hughes movies, like Some Like It Hot or some Police Academy film. This would always be like one of those afternoon movies. You'd, when you'd come back from school, it would be on. Um but you guys, I know this has a lot. Yeah. This is a favorite of yours, at least a childhood favorite, isn't it? Tell yes, sure. it, I still love it. I um, So I, I I don't remember the very first time I'd ever seen it, but my dad, um, for whatever reason, which I get it because I, I love Andrew McCarthy too, but my dad always liked Andrew McCarthy. So we I grew up watching a lot of his movies, and of course Mannequin was one of them. And um, I don't know if we rented it or if maybe it was on cable but I remember watching it and just being so fascinated with the whole notion of a mannequin coming to life. You know, in 1987, when the movie came out, um, well, I would have turned two that fe- or that December, but um, I think I was probably maybe five or six when I actually saw it for the first time, and I'd always loved Barbies, and just I've always kind of been fascinated by things, unusual things coming to life and taking form. And so that whole concept of the mannequin coming to life and then the romance aspect of it, you know, I liked. And, uh, yeah, I used to watch it all the time. And I had it on VHS. And, in fact, I actually still had it on VHS when I moved to Columbus a couple years ago because um, I had one of those VHS DVD players. And I kept, I would yeah. say, maybe a good 20 of my favorite VHS films uh-huh. that I had. And I actually might still have mannequin because I did, when I got rid of that VHS player... I did save some of the some of the VHS tapes, so I may, I might still have Mannequin, but 
Yeah, it's it's my it's my staying home from work and I'm sick movie. My when I want to feel good and you know get things done around the house movie. Um, when I'm feeling like Jonathan and I'm down and out on my luck, it's, it's it reminds me yes that that you know good things are are just waiting for me. Um, and it also like my dream job. I would love to be a window dresser. It'd be the best. But I don't think that really even exists anymore. We will open up our own okay. shop. Call it mannequin. Just call it window. Window. <laughs> window. Window. So, Sarah, this was also a big favorite in your... Uh... Absolutely. Loved this movie. I saw Mannequin 2 on the move first. <laughs> on the before move. I saw Me too. This. And then I think it was one of those... <laughs> Not in the reference of the thing, but that's... <laughs> Scott, Not the movement. Scott's it, very are you calling her out already? This podcast is over. Oh, my Yes, um, uh, just the mere mention of a mannequin too just triggers me. Sorry, it triggers us all. <laughs> yeah. One day I, one day mannequin two. This was within the last year. Was on at like one in the afternoon, and I was like, oh my god, what did we do to deserve this? I, I own it on DVD. Don't worry. Um, yes, I saw mannequin two first, mm-hmm. and then realized that there was a prequel, and I was like, I have to check this out. And I, I don't know about you guys, but. We all grew up in the era of VHSs and going to like yeah. the video store and renting things. Mm-hmm. And I have like vivid memories of certain uh, movie covers uh-huh. and like like Howard Stern Private Parts, yes. Death Becomes Her, yes. um, Weekend at Bernie's, mm-hmm. which I was like, this is what, this has the guy from Weekend at Bernie's, um, and Mannequin is one of those covers too. Then I'm like, oh yeah, On the motorcycle, mannequin. oh yeah, mannequin. with the mannequin yep. like swinging uh-huh. out. <laughs> um, yeah, I loved it. This movie came out. Like a month before I was born, so I wasn't even in existence yet. Well, I was swimming somewhere in my mom's stomach, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I love it. I probably saw it in, like the early '90s, probably when the I was the same. Thing. Yeah. yeah, but I like I love department stores. There's something same so romantic yes. about a department store where it's like a one-stop shop. Yes. You go and get everything. You can eat there. You can buy stuff. You can get your makeup, your cosmetic, whatever. I like that's the and ultimate it's like, dream. It's so traditional too. There's yes. a beautiful tradition about department stores and a, and a timelessness about them. Well, and it's weird watching yeah. it now because we're on like a retail's going so online with Amazon and everything like to watch this. Because mm-hmm. I asked you guys, I was like, was there really like a sporting goods section? And mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, there was. Because now you know, yeah, you like. Yeah. Sports you could get everything, even, course, even like refrigerators and I mean, all kinds yeah. of things. It was a, real, a one-stop shop. Like Cheers. Yeah, there, we were big in that. What was it called? Merchandise? What was it called? Merchandising? Um, That's my degree. There was a store called Vest that we yeah. used to go to a lot. And it was like a department store, but it was like the stuff would come down. Up like in conveyor Niles? belt. There was like a conveyor belt uh-huh. that would come down. you buy it in a box. And, uh, I know had, where you went. You went to the Hills department. Oh, Hills. Oh, Hills. Yeah. 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 We went to Hills. Hills had a toy oh. store. Yeah. Hills, is, uh, yeah. Hills had a great toy department. Oh, yeah, they did. They and, had, they and had layaway. awesome. Yeah. Layaway. Yep, Layaway was huge in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. Hills in, was in like a fancy It was Kmart. huge, yeah. Yeah, sure Kmart, it, it was like Kmart, Hills, and Best when we grew up in Niles. Yeah, yeah that was okay. the big three department stores. And of course, JCPenney's and the Mall of yes. Clothing. Oriented. And Sears. And, uh, yeah. JCPenney's are like the mother. Yeah. And Sears. Both yeah. yeah, they're, they're tight. Macy's titans is like the, the high-end, yeah, high high I remember when they started putting Macy's in like malls mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Because you always think of Macy's New York, even though I think right. they're headquartered out of Cincy. But... Um, 
I remember when we got a Macy's and I was like, holy crap, we are high living now mm-hmm. in the burbs. Oh, yes. Yeah. And then getting a Nordstrom. Oh, pfft. Yeah, I mean, I'm still just... shocked whenever I walk by a Nordstrom. It's so neat. Yes. Yeah. No department store is that neat. You know what Nordstrom I mean? Nordstrom is. Except for Nordstrom. Yeah. You're like, wow. It's my kind of department store. I know. Kitty and I spent um, an, e- an, like, an evening in Cincinnati a few days ago. And we did like a hot wire where we got like a one night hotel room. We got it at the Hyatt for like 60 bucks or something. And a Saks was connected to our hotel. Nice. So I was like, let's just go walk around Saks. Yeah. And Saks is the same one. It's mm-hmm. like, that's the department store that I picture in this movie. It's just like yeah. everything's pristine, unless it's a Lustra. A Lustra is a big old dump. <laughs> With the nasty colors. But and Prince, Prince and Sons, Prince and Co. And is like tinsel. so huge. <laughs> it's so pristine and put together yes. and everything like has a place and you know there's it's just amazing. something so glamorous too for me oh, about yeah. department stores it's very old Hollywood it's so romantic like, yeah, yeah. There, it, it is I totally feel you on that yep so if you can't find Tony and I just go look at you know, an old yeah. department store in Philadelphia <laughs> which is where I was born Philadelphia we, yeah Prince and Co. is crazy. fictional it did not exist yeah the Philadelphia here looks different from the Philadelphia and Iraqi which is like desolate, yeah. isolated, and dirty. dirty. Uh, I, I hate to say uh, this, but the Philadelphia and Rocky is more accurate. I bet. <laughs> I bet this the is the soundstage right. on Paramount. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Philly's pretty. It is, but um, there there are parts like any city. Like, there are parts that are very dirt. depressed, and yeah. yeah, and then other parts that are more glamorous. But um, yeah. certainly in that time, I would say like Rocky was around the same time, mm-hmm. the eighties the way that Philadelphia was portrayed in Rocky was probably maybe more accurate in some respects because the scenes in Philadelphia that we see in this movie are usually him on his bike and it's just passing through like a city yeah. you don't really actually get it could be any city mm-hmm. yeah we don't even see the Liberty yeah, Bell you know, that's right. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it was city. New York I yeah. bet you it was Manhattan it probably they were was. probably taking sections I don't, of Manhattan I, just, I don't even know why they said Philadelphia in the beginning it could have been yeah. anywhere yeah there's nothing unique about exactly. the, about the story yeah. being in Philadelphia. Nothing. They well, didn't have Philadelphia the, accents. I can tell you that. Sylvester still Hollywood did it. Yeah. Hollywood did not <laughs> have a Philadelphia accent. I would Hollywood sound in Philadelphia. He'd be like, he'd be like, Jonathan, um, can you get me some water? <laughs> water. I'll some take water. that Italian sauce. Yes. Italian sauce. Italian sauce. Oh my goodness, Jonathan, I have to do my wash. 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 Hey, you know, now, do you think here. they eat at Pat's Steakhouse? They're probably uh, more Gino's. They're probably Gino's because it's flashy. Yeah. No. At, at least all the people at Alastra. They live in Philadelphia, so they're probably they probably like the places that aren't Pat's or Gino's. That like in the corner. That's true. That's what everybody on any like podcast says. Yeah. Oh, I don't like Pat's or Gino's. I like this place. It's an, an and really, alley. They're yeah. all the same, yeah. right, Tony? Don't you think? Well, here's the What's difference. Your here's the difference. Is is the cheese. cheese whiz. One has cheese Whit. whiz. Yes, it's like a cheese whiz, like the kind that you would get. Oh yeah. Melted over broccoli, you know. Love and it. then the other one is more of like, um, it's kind of like uh, what is it called? Like easy cheese. You know the kind uh, that you put on that. It comes in that unique can. Uh, that you, so so it's different textures. Tex, it's different consistencies. I had and textures. cheese whiz. That means you had it with cheese. Was your yeah. cheese more like runny, ours like the was, kind you put ours on broccoli? Was runny, like broccoli. Yeah. That was Pat's. Yeah. I remember. I think, My friends would go to Gino's. They I said like, Pat's yes, is the only I like the runny go. cheese yeah. versus the harder, harder, not harder, but like, but like a thicker texture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-uh. I was instructed that cheese with cheese without meant 
onions, like either wanted onions or not. That's what my friend Jeff told me. Because I, we were... Jeff, you're full of crap. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Kubak, my good friend. Well, here's what he school. said. Wit. Yeah. The word wit is what it, what, right. what signals onions yeah. or not. Because okay. you're getting, okay, cheese. You're getting okay. cheese regardless. No, I cheese. never. Yeah. No, I, when I, yeah. I was told you have to say wit to get cheese, too. Oh, really? Or maybe you have to say wit to get that cheese. Because it's kind of like... Because you can get other cheese, It's like right? when you go to, like, Jersey Mike's and you say Mike's Way. Like, that kind of thing. It's the same type of... Now like, I just want a cheese. I was never <laughs> I know, okay. I do remember, though, like, like my friend took me for a weekend to Philly because he lived in South Jersey right next to Philadelphia, and we went oh. there. Which we one would, did you go to? Uh, uh, West we, Philadelphia? Born I think it might have been, like, downtown. Like, it was near Center Gino City? and Pat's. Okay, yeah. Because he said, we're going to go to Gino yeah. and Pat's now. Those are the two most prominent places in the city, and he instructed me on how to order. So you go there, and I'm thinking there's these huge restaurants. They're like, they're, like, they're basically they're like state, like state fair. Yeah. Gino's like food is trucks. like yeah. fancy, flashy, yeah. big, and then yeah. Pat's is like a red sign. Yeah, it is. Pats. It says Pat's. But yeah, they're both the really lines small. were massive, huge. massive huge. lines, and they're both right next to each other. They're right next to yeah, each other. Are they across or next? They're next. They're, they're next. Oh, they're next. Side by side, from my memory, they oh, were like, next they're door. They're across. You I thought they were next, the next door to each other. Whoever's listening to this, <laughs> driving I haven't I know, been Philly, there like, in the a while. It's been a while, Whoever's so I can't. This, that's I didn't see the Rocky statue. It's like this is so boring. <laughs> yeah. I saw the Rocky statue too. Um, so there's a rumor that you can't run up those stairs because it's copywritten or something. It's oh. a lie. Okay, That's so you weird. guys are both kind copyright. Of, you guys are both kind movement. of right. So Pat's is like there's Gino's kind of like on so they're like diagonal. They're, yeah, like Gino's is kind of like the flat iron building, and That's Pat's not is next like to each ring. other. <laughs> it was close. <laughs> Man, listen to Sean over here. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. There you can see. So that for for all intents and purposes, they are next to each other. But I see Sarah's point in that you do have to you know, like cross, cross a, a little bit of a street right. to get to. We're both right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Also, I'll take it. One downside of Pat's, they serve Pepsi. Ooh. She's a diet. That's a great memory. You remember exactly what soft drinks were served. Well, it said Pepsi on the side. Oh. I didn't remember it. <laughs> Never mind. Is it called uh, soda, pop, or coke? Oh, in Pennsylvania and Philadelphia? It's soda. 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 That was soda in New York, soda. too. Now in Tennessee, they call it, everything's coke. Coke, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So and I always like, grew up. Pop. Here in Midwest, they call coke. it pop. Pop, pop yeah. yeah. That was big. Like, like they said, do you want a soda? And I'm thinking it's like a cream yeah. soda. Yeah. Oh. You know? But everybody in, in th- this is my experience from New York, people, when people found out I was from Ohio, they go, they didn't ask, did I live on a farm? They asked me how many cows did I own. Yeah. And went straight over to that. You people know. are stupid. Wow. <laughs> how many cows do you have? Did you ever have a, uh, a real Italian water ice? Mm-mm. I have to say it that way because that's how water you say it in Philadelphia, ice. water ice. What kind? <laughs> Which is kind of like Rita's, basically, yeah. except for, um, it's a little bit better. You know, it's, like fresh like or real. real. I like yeah. how they call it water ice. Like it could, ice could be something water. else. Water ice. Water ice. By the way, guys, everything we're describing is not in the movie. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> has is, anything to do with the movie. There is water though. There's a deleted yeah. scene where Jonathan feeds Emmy water ice. <laughs> and then they go have a romantic day at Pat's. At Pat's. They do go to Pat's. <laughs> They well, not go to Pat's. My, uh, my initial recollection <laughs> of Mannequin was watching Mannequin 2 on the run and thinking it was Mannequin. It's on the moon. <laughs> Mannequin 2 on the moon. Oh, no, not on the run. They're on the moon. They do explain things better in Mannequin 2 oh. because she comes alive when the necklace is off. And when the necklace is uh, off, yes, she's a mannequin. That makes sense. That this, makes... it's like, 
yeah, you're the only person that can see me. But then if people like turn around, she can come alive. She came alive enough to flip. To I was flip just gonna say she can flip off James people. Spader and the guy from Police Academy. Well, this movie just throws logic out the window. Yeah, they don't, logic they just don't don't, don't even apply and any sense of it. That's one of the beautiful things about it. <laughs> you know, so Sean, when it's you went to Sweet Escape. <laughs> When you went to New York Film School, is this the first movie they brought? Yeah, yeah, this is what we studied at the New York Film Academy. Just to correct, it was a two-month workshop. Hold on. Workshop, so Hold on. Was, yeah. This movie was nominated for an Academy it Award. Was. Thank yeah, you. it was. I think this was made during the film school for somebody. This was their project. And they, so it was this, mine, John. And it will always a, go down as nominated Speaking for of which, we need to find your film school video your movie. I know, we probably should do that yeah. at some point. And then we can talk about that on yeah, the podcast. We can, yeah, about you, can. you can destroy it. You can destroy <laughs> I give you full, full freedom to do so. It's all probably better than a clockwork orange. Uh-huh. Oh, Ooh. those is fighting words for <laughs> Sean. It. My friend Dale That's Bush is snapping. rolling over in his grave right now. It's just he's not dead. <laughs> I was like, is he dead? <laughs> he's dead now. <laughs> he's, he's, he's passed away after this. Podcast. I have a message for Dale. Come at me. <laughs> it's on. We're gonna have that. It's gonna be with cinema fights. With Sarah and, and Dale. Cinema feud. Mannequin versus a clockwork orange. There you go. Mannequin I, all I, day, I can't every wait day. to wheel him over with my opinion. Oh. <laughs> Here you go, guys. Good. Thank you. So anyway, this film. <laughs> now, there's a ton of people in this film. That are like yes. big stars. That are big stars. Uh, Kenny walked in probably like 20 minutes into the movie he thought Hollywood was played by Arsenio Hall <laughs> I can see that yeah, I can see that, yeah. that was especially legit. with those glasses that's yeah. Kenny Greer her husband yeah well if you saw uh, what Tu Wong Fu or what was Tu Wong Fu yeah. I think yes. everything Julie Newmar yeah. that's a good John Leguizamo convincing one Patrick Swayze Wesley Snipes <laughs> is, <laughs> is absolutely not that Hollywood's playing a lady but he played a feminine what's the quote that he said okay here he goes go oh! He comes in and he goes, Oh, put coins over my eyes now because I do not believe what I'm seeing. <laughs> Which cracked me up. I was introduced to that guy because I'm an 80s kid from Designing Women. Yep, like he yeah. was like a next next door neighbor, I think, on the show. Or he or... worked at their company or something. Yeah, yeah. He was and always... he always kind of played the same character. The, that was the answer to the Golden Girls. Yeah. Like the shitty answer to Golden Girls. Right. The more politically charged Golden Girls, yeah. you know. Speaking of Golden Girls, Dixie we have Prada. a Golden Girl yes. in this movie, Mrs. Yes. Estelle Getty. Getty in her natural form. Yes. Her, this is, <laughs> this is the only film I've seen Estelle Getty in besides Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Oh, yeah. It's comparable in quality right. to this movie. That's also... Is that based in Philadelphia, too? No, the Sylvester Stallone. No, the Sylvester Stallone. Not all Sylvester Stallone movies are based in Philadelphia. Did he do porn? That he did some sort of film back in the 70s. That's another good example. If Sylvester Stallone can make a movie, then really any of us, all of us should be making movies. Have you guys seen him lately? He just is unrecognizable. Yeah, and they're like, he's going to win the Oscar, and he didn't. He'll he'll always have, you know, he'll always have me because of Rocky. Like, I love that movie so much. We are like two degrees away from Sylvester Stallone because our dear friend Tremaine is in LA and he's friends with Michael B. Jordan they're on the football league that's right Yeah. and Michael B. Jordan was in Creed right? yeah yeah Yeah. he's gonna be in Creed 2 Creed 2 
And I'm from Philadelphia, out. just like Sylvester Stallone. Yes. So you're yeah. closer. Yeah, you're. Uh, you're closer than I, I think you could just drop nowadays, just saying he's friends with Michael B. Jordan, and people are like, "Wow, that's uh, yeah, I know." Awesome. Yeah, Tremaine makes us like eight degrees from everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, if Tremaine happens to listen to this podcast, Tremaine, Tremaine, Tremaine. Yeah. Tremaine I still need to mail you your sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> he is, by the way, one of the nicest people in the world. One of the nicest yes. human yes. beings. Yes, no yes. joke, guy. I, Tremaine, if you're team. listening. Uh, I want to explore the Nightmare in Elm Street house with you. You got to take me there. Is that in LA? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a real house. Oh, okay. Like the exterior, anyway. Okay. A lot of the shots inside were, you know, in a set. Okay. But yeah, it's creepy. You've got to walk by and play the music. Oh, the uh. The horror. I yeah. can't. I can't get into that movie. I've tried to watch it, really? and it is so boring. Oh, I, I'm just like, is this Johnny Depp? Like, it is, and it's. This is my thing with stuff like that. Is that. Freddy Krueger is a whiny little bitch. Like, go away, go die. Nobody cares. And he's like, I have to kill all these people. It's like, oh god, it's just like those Saw movies. Oh yeah. Why did you be such an asshole? Okay. Yeah, yeah and when I've never actually watched the Saw movies, but when somebody was describing the character, like he's doing this to make a moral point, I'm like, well, that's a fascist tendency. Because yes. yes. you're, you're making moral yeah. judgments upon other people. Well, wasn't he supposed people. to be a villain? But Freddy Krueger was okay. just like dead. Like he was dead. He, oh, yeah, he had died. <laughs> that works. <laughs> but you know, Sean, the I think I was thinking this villain, Sean, you're freaking a moral point. You're killing people. <laughs> well, because they become cult heroes. They become cult okay. Heroes. So people say, "Oh, I love, I love." What's his name? It's Saw. What's his name? Jigsaw. 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 <laughs> Man. <laughs> No, I have a strong take you on Jigsaw. Oh, I think he's an oh, arrogant bastard. He's an arrogant MF. Yeah, that's... I'm I, trying I, not to... Does he wear... He's like a he Joker like a, ripoff, right? Or, no. Doesn't he wear like a big cl- cloak from... Kind of. Yeah, he has what a weird that? mask, And then he has too, a pig right? mask. It's like a pig. Oh, is that Jigsaw? And he's like... I do this because it's so Bill Maher of him. It's like, like I yeah. do this because I almost died and it made me appreciate things. So now I'm gonna kill yeah. people violently. He's an asshole. They don't appreciate yeah. the life. I every yeah. time I'm up at like four thirty breastfeeding, I'm like, come at I wish somebody would come at me right now. I wish a demon would come at me because I would beat the shit out of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Sarah there. I hate Jigsaw. Well yeah. Freddy Cooper oh. only comes to you when you're sleeping. Yeah, and which is also like a lame MO. Oh, it's kind of cowardly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of course everybody's defenses are going to be down. Why don't you come up to them when they're like playing eh. football? Like a talented football player or mm-hmm. like a talented tap dancer. If you see them in their element, they'll kick the shit out of you. Well, at least with the Joker, it's fun when you're yeah. dead. I mean, at least, <laughs> yeah, least fun the Joker, you laugh. Yeah. You know, you get entertained. Eh. Being fried to death. <laughs> no, I'll tell you what, guys. Nothing was more entertaining than the bat dance. Oh, oh, the yeah. bad dance is fantastic. The bad dance. The prince. Yeah. yeah. But getting back to Manic. Speaking of <laughs> Speaking of dancing. Prince, speaking of and prince. And Prince and Co. Yeah. 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 The but there are good villains like James Peter <laughs> yes. in this movie. In this Classic movie. cinematic villain there. Yes. You know. Who really just went balls out with this character. They had a lot of villains in this movie. A lot of it. It was kind of hard to keep Yeah, but they were, they were like quasi-villains because they were mostly just imbeciles. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Like they off. weren't evil. It's like a ragtag. Yeah, yeah they, they were just nuisances. Yeah, Ned Roxy. And then Jonathan's who was the the um the cop? The cop. What was his name? Poppy doesn't like him. And I, then, I'm just gonna call him the yeah, cop from the cop. Yeah, I don't remember oh, his name. But if we want to get like, Rambo was the dog. Right? Rambo's the dog. If we want to get super meta, Illustro was another villain. Yes, <laughs> the rival. The rival. What was the name the of that? Store. So it was Princes and Company. Prince and Co. Prince and yeah. Co. Yeah. And, uh, yes. And then I like Alestra the name better Alestra. than Prince Go. And like the neon. You would like Alestra. <laughs> Get out of here. I'm not a fan of, of uh, window dressing. Well, why don't you yeah. and Freddy Krueger just yeah. go shop at Alestra? Me, Jigsaw, Freddy Krueger, her Jigsaw. Kill people when they're trying on lingerie. <laughs> yeah. That's your color. <laughs> you had even a, the tagline. <laughs> yes. But um, uh, I just like their marketing. And Lester's marketing was. You like the tinsel? You like that yeah. tinsel hanging yeah. from the ceiling? I'm going to say that watch, rewatching this, the cast took me off guard. Yeah. I was like, there's a lot of people I know. Like, James Spader totally. is a very accomplished actor, as we all know at this point. He's done a lot of great stuff. I think he's now on the blacklist. That's like his current project, right? Not the actual. After, after <laughs> this movie, he was. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that had to, if that had to be clarified, I'm sad. I'm just sad yeah. that nobody knows that show. No, um, yeah, he, he he's a commie. That's what's well known like in those a, circles. Uh, he was a uh, um, bad replacement for Michael on The Office. Yeah. Uh, right, right. Uh, what's his name? Uh, California, I, Robert California. I actually yeah. liked him on it, uh, but. You can't replace like Michael. Long term. Yeah, mm-hmm. not not. He wasn't there for long, was he? You know, like just a few episodes. It was just a, a season. Yeah. Maybe it was just. A few I, I mean, maybe, maybe. Sorry, James Spader. And and maybe I'm just kind of typecasting here because the first role that I really actively remember seeing James Spader was Pretty in Pink. Mm-hmm. You know, when he played the preppy mm-hmm. asshole. And I just feel like that's a fantastic typecast for him. It really is. I mean, he yeah. just fits the bill for that. Like in this movie, he. If I think if he would have been a more pretentious. Stuck up, like really attractive, successful sales guy or businessman, instead of the weird, ugly, quirky, like never like, should. Yeah, I think it would have been better. Do you think that would have been like rival with the BJ character, the guy who owned the Lustra? Because he was kind of like yes and no. Douchey. He was douchey, but 80s but I'm imagining rich. like Steph from Pretty in Pink, where he's just like this gnat that just bugs people, and he's so mean for no reason, and he's just a jerk and. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because that's kind of how this guy was. He had no reason to be like he was. Yeah, I, he just was. Yeah, but he was he was the 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 go to yuppie villain in virtually every movie in the late eighties, early nineties. Oh yeah, he yeah. he's in the movie with Jack Nicholson called Wolf, where they both eventually turn into werewolves, but they're business. <laughs> well, really? I'm not joking. They I fight at the this. end as werewolves. Is I'm not this, joking. Is this before or after Teen Wolf? Is this this a- is post Teen Wolf? <laughs> Is you this know, a comedy? This is not a comedy. It's a serious. <laughs> it was directed by Mike Nichols, the guy who did the. Oh my graduate. god! No way. This is an ultra. How did I miss that? It's boring. It is one of the most boring. <laughs> it's a werewolf movie that's boring. To clarify, he's talking about the wolf, not wolf. mannequin. <laughs> right, right. Not man- <laughs> Clearly not. I would never disparage with mannequin. Mannequin is anything but, but boring. But, anything but so boring. a movie directed by Mike Nichols, starring Jack Nicholson and James Spader. Is boring. It's boring. Oh my god. So what happens is Jack Nicholson underplays it as a werewolf, which is strange. But the one scene that, that I do love in the movie is they're both together. Jay Spader betrays Jack Nicholson because they're both working in the same book publishing company. And Nicholson, he's going after Nicholson's like uh, job, I think, as editor in chief of a company. 
and so Nicholson gets bitten by a wolf and he's slowly becoming a werewolf. This is that kind of movie. And so James Spader goes. <laughs> this sounds like Wall what Street. Was that? Yeah, it, it is. It's Wall Street with werewolves, essentially. Before oh the werewolves. So James Spader okay. goes in, and they're in the restroom, and James Spader's like, "I'm sorry, what happened, Jack? I'm, I don't know his character's name in the movie. Let's say Bill. Yeah, Bill. Bill. I'm sorry, what happened to you? I, you know, you, I love you. You're my mentor. So Jack Nicholson pees on him in the, in the movie. You don't see it, but you see the pee hitting his shoe, <laughs> and he goes, "I'm just marking my territory." So it's just wow, kind of fun to see James Spader and Jack Nicholson try to out-creep each other in yeah. the bathroom. Yeah, they so, are yeah. both very creepy. Yeah, but that, that, that exists. It's out there. Maybe Wolf. we need We're gonna James have to watch Spader and The Departed, too. Oh, he would have oh, been great yeah. in that. Oh, he would have been fantastic in that. Yeah, that's one thing that movie needs is more actors. <laughs> you were you didn't like him in Ultron, did you, as the voice of Ultron? Oh, okay, so I, I, I liked him as a voice. I did not like that he was wisecracky. Like a robot, wisecracking robot. Jack Nicholson? Yeah. No, uh, James Spader <laughs> played James Ultron <laughs> in the Avengers movie Age of Ultron with a robot that fought. Oh, um, yeah. I that was James that Spader. Was yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I wish he would have played that, that more like. That feels like ages ago now. Yeah, no, yeah, it, it was the Age of Ultron. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, that, man, I'll tell you what, I they name movies with purpose. Exactly. Uh, oh, yeah. this is how I'm going to talk. So he's basically bringing that character to robot Bringing stuff form. back. Yeah. 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 And the actor, the other actor, G.W. Bailey, that's the name of the character actor from the Police Academy films. I think he played what Captain Harris. What does the G.W. stand for? Do you think? I have George no. Wallace. George okay. Wallace Bailey. Wow, what a name. I don't know. <laughs> You'd be big in the South. Man, you could get elected. George Wallace Bailey. Hey, G, come Gavin on down to G.W. Bailey. G.W. Bailey. For some booze. I always enjoyed him in the Police color. Academy movies, to be honest with you. Always What's his full name, Scott? George William. Oh. You were Damn close. He was on MASH, too. I had no... He is a good, never, he is a good character actor. Like, he was great for the oh. role, you know. I, I'm a fan. Yeah, I a, like he's him. He plays a great this cop. Scene? Oh, my he God. He plays cops and every... He played Detective Lieutenant Louis Provenzo That's a great on The Closer <laughs> and on Major Crimes, the spinoff. He, he and uh, the dad, Carl Winslow, should cop off. Oh, Reginald, yeah. what's his name? Reginald, Reginald something. something. Yeah. Del Johnson. I think, yeah, I think you're yeah. right. I love. Okay, can we hey, get back, getting back to mannequin? Can we <laughs> just can we talk about the scene where the police police academy cop George G W Bailey is like smashing into the glass cases. Just like walking on like the glass cases where you would keep jewelry and the nice expensive yeah. things, and then he falls in, and he's like stuck in there, and he can't get out, and he's kicking his feet, and he looks like a toddler. He can't get out of it. Did anybody catch that? It's kind of like towards the end when they're okay. trying to get when Roxy's like. I think the they lost down. me when they got the car stuck in the alley. Yeah, that was crazy. The car is 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 like sandwiched between two alley oh walls. God, it doesn't move, it's and they're still sitting in that brilliant. car for hours too, bickering. I mean, with the face. What a fine mess you got us into now, God. whatever your name is. The police, the Philadelphia police, do not like the representation in this movie. It makes <laughs> them look like Keystone cops. Because it's probably not really in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> they're like bumbling, and they're like, oh, I know. First of all, that store would have been robbed a million times, too, in that location. There's, like, no protection on that street whatsoever. Yeah. And their security is awful. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, it starts from, I mean, just think about it. It was one yeah. doubt. I mean, and we yeah. saw Andrew McCarthy's character take a ride on that sign and get electrocuted. <laughs> if I could get a job that easy, I would do it. And all it took was a little uh, tennis balls in the window. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little bicycling of the mannequins to really turn the store around. Oh, I see what you did there. You know when people are like, well, goddamn it. I'm going to look at this mannequin riding a bike. I need to go in there. And then you Buy end up spending outfit. $500. Yes. Did you see everything else you need? That's how retail works. It's all impulse, guys. I have a degree Psychological in manipulation. Really? This movie was made today. It'd probably be based in a Target, maybe? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Dude, well, yeah. I would love to be in Target overnight. That, that's a good <laughs> Target after yes, hours. Target after hours. That sounds like a TV show. It does. And I'll dress all the mannequins. Are there mannequins in there? There's like half. They're, yeah, half, like yeah, white. Like, they have like no okay. fa- they have no heads. White, yeah. yeah. Usually headless mannequins. <laughs> headless yeah, mannequins. Headless. Yeah, they're usually headless. That would not make for a great narrative in this kind of thing. I love mannequins. <laughs> I just love the body. You know, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and I want to do a montage about me dressing the mannequins running around like Target. We could totally do that. Yeah, that's a, that's yeah. a hit. Sponsor us, Target. Please, we love you. We'll get some funding. <laughs> Or um, you have like the Starbucks scene because you have to have the product placement. Somebody can make. Which you Sarah Starbucks. pointed out that there was a Coke can. Was it Coke or Pepsi in the? It was a Coke. Coke. In the, uh, I think oh, it was a tennis scene. Yeah, the, he was like sitting in, there. The mannequin the was holding the Coke. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you the point. male mannequin was like holding a Coca Cola. Um, but yeah, Kim Cattrall's outfits in this movie were fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's like classic. So the costumes were so great. Yes. And she looked fabulous. You know, Andrew McCarthy was. Just and you know, for time traveling from yeah. ancient Egypt, she looked amazing. She, she really did. did. She kept a great day. figure. She's a beautiful, like that's the quintessential mm-hmm. '80s woman. Actually, mm-hmm. if you're looking for the dream girl, she fit the she fit that mm-hmm. description pretty well. Yeah. But I'm looking at like her resume prior to Mannequin, and, and she did like the like Porky's and Police Academy. Yeah. So she was in Porky's, Police Academy, and Mannequin prior to. Uh, is there, any the city. Con- is there any connection with Police Academy in this movie? There has to be, because there's a lot of crossover in both yeah. casts. <laughs> there has to be a third person. Yeah, there has to be. Like a producer yeah. or something. Yeah, like- an agent or somebody. Uh-huh. Or some writer that was like, guys, I got an idea. All right, fund it. We're going to make a movie with a mannequin. Oh. This, you know what? Steve Gutenberg totally could have played Joe. Oh, oh, no, he yay. didn't get in this. Oh. It's beyond me. They could have just taken the cast of Police Academy in this re... re- <laughs> Steve Gutenberg, Andrew McCarthy does a fine job. I enjoy him. Well, Steve Gutenberg could have been, made it like, a little bit more fun, less sad. Okay, yeah, because Andrew McCarthy's, he's a feeler. If you were yeah. to recast he, the lead, would it be... Steve Dudley, Gutenberg? who's Dudley? First Dudley Moore was the first oh, yeah. choice. Yeah, uh, that would have been amazing. Uh, that would have been a whole totally And Dudley Moore movie. threw this in the trash. Right. No, I'm going to turn this down. <laughs> to do like, no, he turned this down to do like father, like son, with Kirk Cameron. So that's <laughs> oh, the high standard. Dudley Moore was. I've seen that movie. That's what, Wait, what's you know. that movie about? Oh, so like father, like son is a was the first body switching movie remember all those body switching no Freaky Friday was the first body that was well before but there was a string of like movies about men becoming children and children becoming men etc and Dudley Moore switches minds with Kirk Cameron so he becomes a teenager trapped in Dudley Moore's body and Kirk Cameron becomes the adult trapped in Kirk Cameron's body and so they have to pretend they're each other. Just like Freaky Friday. Yeah, exactly. and vice versa, which mm-hmm. was with Judd Reinhold okay. and Fred Savage. Did the when same you thing. first said Kirk Cameron, I kept picturing Kirk Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> that 
That would even that would have been amazing. And I was like, "Who's the kid?" Well, Kirk Cameron yeah. was so Kirk popular Duggan. at the time. Duggan. That would that would die to see Dudley Moore and Kirk Douglas. Now that because Dudley Moore, like he's a hundred now, Kirk Douglas. So anybody who switches with him, Kirk Douglas is like a hundred and one. I know he's hundred and one years old. What if Kirk and Michael Douglas switch places? That, that would be the, that would be the body switching movie. There you go. Though. Oh boy, I'd pay to see that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Kirk Cameron's yeah. classic eighties. Well, he was in, I think, Growing Pains at the time. Yes. Yeah, so he, he was huge. Yeah. yeah, so he was a hot commodity. Fred Savage. And Andrew McCartney was in the God. Huh? Yeah. But the other, uh, <laughs> the other body switching movies were Vice Versa, which was uh, Judge Reinhold and Fred Savage switching places. Oh, okay. And, and then you had <laughs> what? Yes, they, they, they switched minds, but you saw. They, they actually switch, switch. changed. There's a scene where they they, they like facts. they like switch each other. They they like so Judge Reinhold's here and he's standing up and and then they just kind of like one gets smaller and one gets bigger. Right. And they like, and all these movies were like within six months of each other. So you had those two. Then he had 18 again with George Burns switching places. He wished with a birthday cake to become a younger guy. Yeah, like, I forget yeah. who the other guy was oh, in that that's movie. Right. That's, yeah. yeah. And then there's Big with just Tom Hanks, which is the best by far. Yeah. Out of the yeah. Four. But he just becomes, he doesn't switch, he switches with himself. Yeah, he just becomes big, which is a better way to condense your story. Uh, Elizabeth Perkins in that movie. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, it's a great film actually. Really I, it, yeah, it is. is. <laughs> it is from her perspective because she's still like, I don't know, if, she's still kind of in love with him when but he becomes. But she basically has sex with a twelve-year-old. Yeah. And she didn't know that, to be fair. And That's true. Body, and he didn't look body. like a twelve-year-old too. She has a thirty-year-old body, so a twelve-year-old mind. Yeah. She wasn't the only one fooled in that movie. Robert Loja, the boss, was fooled too, thinking this was an adult, and he's promoting mm-hmm. him. I wonder if he had had the sex talk with his parents by the time. Have you guys done probably? Big? I think he was probably about thirteen. 13 in the movie. So I think he probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have you guys done big? Yeah. Not no. yet. I'd love to do big. It's going to be in theaters. It's the thirtieth anniversary. Oh yeah. really? Yeah, I can't believe that. That's like the movie that got Tom Hanks mm-hmm. his launched his career. Yes. Well, well, Splash was the yeah. big one. Splash. And he was known to the Bosom okay. Buddies and Splash mm-hmm. as a comedic actor. And big he did was Dragnet, the first which was fun. Yeah, oh, Dragnet, right. right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With Dan Aykroyd. But he became, I, I think he became a bigger star of Big. Big was a big More serious. It wasn't so much. Well, that's yeah. when he got nominated yeah. for an Oscar. Well, that people, yeah, people. Did. It wasn't so much he became a bigger star or a bigger box office star. It was more like he got him his first Oscar nod and showed people yeah. the, the, his range so he could play yeah. more than just the every Funny. man you know comic actor so that that was a big deal for him mm-hmm. no yeah. I intended. also think Tom Hanks would have been great in this movie oh. he totally yeah. could have been John oh, you yeah. could have put Tom Hanks Michael Keaton any of those Ooh, guys in Michael there. Keaton yeah but they would have been a little older. different yeah, yeah. too old Keaton. to play yeah. it at that point yeah uh, yeah with Steve Martin, <laughs> put Steve Martin in this movie. Oh my god! As what? As the mall cop? Yeah. Oh my god, that would have been amazing. Yeah. Hey, I'm the cop here. You know, it's. Uh, I'm just hey. a wild and crazy cop. How about Michelle Pfeiffer as the mannequin? Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, totally. That would have been great. This yeah, yeah she would have been a great choice for like these screwball comedies in the eighties. Yeah. I think this was like the higher key. Number yeah, one was Bill Murray. Uh, you would you would try Danny, to go for Danny DeVito was the Bill Murray. Cop. Yeah. I think you would try to go for Bill Murray yeah. first. That's who you'd send the script to first. If he turned it down, he'd go to Tom Hanks. In 87? Or Michael Keaton. Yeah, around that I time. I think Bill Murray would have been too old. 
Well, they all would have been too old for this. Um, they were like, they were just like, not a good fit. Like maybe yeah. five years older than this guy at that point. You know, they probably would have gotten that. How about Robert Downey Jr.? There's something Robert really Downey useful Jr. about, yeah, Andrew McCarthy. There's a I want to see a movie trip. with each of these people. Yeah, I know. I actually want to see a movie with all these people. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you can put anybody. This movie, anybody they just can be keep in it. Well, that's the yeah. thing I love about it too. It's like just the story alone is so timeless. The concept of it, you could easily make Man. In 2018, you really could. I mean, the whole concept of something coming to life that you wouldn't normally come to life. Like, didn't they do that with the Disney Channel movie, like Life Size with Tyra Banks? I mean, it's basically where it was a Barbie doll, a kid in King Arthur's court. Yeah, well, (laughs) kind of. Yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of like uh, people from the past. um, Captain America is the same plot, kind of. Yeah, yeah. but I would say though, this movie just owns its stupidity. It does oh, not yeah. make any effort totally. to, to try to be yeah. intellectual. Like the, the scenes in Egypt, they don't worry uh, anything about authenticity uh, or you know trying to connect it or even give it some sort of backstory. It just says you're Egyptian, even though you're a California blonde. <laughs> we're gonna move you. <laughs> yeah, back. you look nothing. Yeah. We're just gonna put like a headpiece on you and call you Egyptian. Yeah. And, and somebody... teach you how to dance like Susanna Hoff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Scott, are you the one? Or Sean, you said that Roxy looks more. Egyptian. I believe so. Yeah, like the the the, the uh, antagonist looks more Egyptian than than Kim Petrell. The beginning of this movie, we talked about it. Was the the cartoon credits? Yes. Oh, I love. Oh, that. They yeah. Were so did. big in the eighties. It was. Yeah, I was yes. waiting for like Polly Shore to pop up out of nowhere. Totally. What movie? Uh, the one I remember is. Uh, um, Greece even had it. Greece had one. Yeah, because yeah, we, we talked about that with yeah. Greece. Yeah. And then, uh, I remember Loverboy with Patrick Dempsey. That it really reminds me of the heart that. Is it Heart and Soul? No. Better Off Dead, no, I think, has cartoon. So did One Crazy Summer. One Crazy Summer did, yes. And Better Off Dead and One Crazy Summer, that's the same filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Okay. They both had the cartoon. And uh, Christmas Vacation had one. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, that sweet fantasy song. Ruthless People was another Ryan one. Carey? Ryan Carey redid it, oh, but it was yeah. a cover of... They, Just like heaven. Yeah, their... Uh, yeah, the original. That video was kind of like that. I miss that stuff. Why don't we do yeah, that stuff Yeah, the cartoon anymore? Yeah, it is kind of They're a fun... they just so quirky and strange. It, it, yeah. It's just like... Someone could do it like... A, a, I think... Yeah, we don't see title sequences yeah. in movies. It's no. all cold opens, and then they do it at the end, and then they have. Well, I had read this thing a few or years ago. Or the names ago. just kind yeah. of appear on the screen. Exactly. TV theme songs, and how yeah. they're like everybody know everybody from like a certain generation knows all the words to Fresh Prince of Bel Air yeah. and stuff. And they said that people's attention spans are so short. That's why they don't even do TV theme songs anymore. Yeah, I don't know. That I think people would music. listen to. Because on Netflix, they, they have Netflix. They have the but they have you can skip it. And yeah. how many people skip it? Give, I, give us for, those statistics, Netflix. <laughs> I will even, always even, listen to the Twin Peaks theme song. Yes. But even when they don't <laughs> skip it, I know, but that's nostalgic yes, for us. Like, people true. now, like, they don't give a yeah, shit. Yeah, that's so true. And, like, even when you watch Stranger Things, they just yeah. go into the next episode. They just skip into They don't even oh, they and play. And the Stranger yeah. Things, having revisited um, John Carpenter's Christine recently, that Stranger Things says, title that song the theme is so reminiscent of john carpenter's christine theme like mm-hmm. totally i um, but that, it's a like, great that tv theme song mm-hmm. like puts you in into that mood mm-hmm. yeah whatever what is Absolutely. it 84 yeah because yeah, like, they're reagan or yeah, they're reagan, reagan Bush, yeah. um 
ads in the yeah. in the in front Bondale. yard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it puts you like right in eighty four, like I'm yeah. there. It's a good job Duffer Brothers. <laughs> Well, so, glow is the same way. It puts you right in that. I love that. Yeah, glow. the warrior song is yeah. the, that. Uh-huh. Their intro is very cool. Yeah, but again, you can skip it. <laughs> so the lady who who actually designed the opening credits, her name is like Sally Cruikshank, and she's a well-respected like <laughs> underground she? cartoonist. Like oh, she was wow. doing a, a lot of stuff. She used to do work for Sesame Street. And That's where I've seen her. Work. Yeah, and um, <laughs> is that she did a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven eight, nine, eight, ten, ten, eleven, twelve. Why did they go to twelve? I don't if, know. If she's <laughs> she's for Ryan's sake. Why not? Why not? And she directed a, a film called Faith, Face Like a Frog. It was an animated film that Danny Elfman scored because she's good friends mm. with Danny Elfman. Oh. And she did the title sequences to Ripless People, Lover Boy. Huh. Yes, and, uh, I knew Lover Boy. Yeah. Twilight Zone, the movie, she did the, the animation in the, the television set that, oh, for that, okay. that, that Joe Dante sequence. This is huh? like going really deep. This yeah. is connecting yeah. so much. Oh, it is. Now. It's a crazy when you read this stuff. That's I um, love that stuff. I do too. Cartoon, I mean, yeah. I the love when cats. you like, yeah, when you know, like I love Allison Jones, the casting director, because yeah. she's cast for all of Jed Avatar's movies, The Office, Parks and Rec. And every time I'm like, oh, Allison Jones did it. Everything mm-hmm. I love. She's cast everything I love. Yeah. I love that song. It is funny that, that, that you find, like, a key Certain to, like, why you all like it. Or music yeah. or things that you like. Yeah. That was a big trend, like you guys were mentioning, in the, in the mid-80s when, like, they were taking these kind of offbeat, yeah. avant-garde animated animators to do these opening credit sequences. Mm-hmm. Like, One Crazy Summer had the same, you know... Um, Yep. Better, better off dead, which mm-hmm. was the same director, um, had the same like animated sequences that are really crazy and offbeat. Yeah, I forgot Mannequin had that until we watched it yeah, just now. Don't. I'd completely forgotten about it. Yeah, Loverboy. I didn't realize had an animated sequence uh-huh. at the beginning. So yeah, that's Kirstie that, that's she obviously loves schlocky eighties mm-hmm. comedies. Like, hey, well, and Loverboy was like really absurd too. You know, just mm-hmm. the whole concept of it all. I actually Alley. have it on DVD. I'll let you borrow it. Um, I'll watch it. I went through a big Patrick Dempsey phase. Um, he's so cute. Come have on. you seen you Can't Buy Me So Love? good looking. Yes, I have that. That's on Netflix <laughs> That's right now. That's one of my faves. So good. Um, that was Dr. McDreamy, right? Yeah. That's yeah. How did they yeah. get that Beatles song in there now that I think about That's it? That's a good point. Yeah, because that, that was when Michael original. Jackson owned them on those songs? That movie came out in 87, yeah. so. Did they play the, the, the Beatles version? Yeah. Did they play the Beatles version? Like, only for, well, maybe they got it by oh, technicality because like it's only a certain, so many seconds or yeah, something because it's just right. really in the beginning and then it fades off. Do they not, because they don't play it in the whole credits at uh-uh. the end either. No. There's a trend I hate now that they do with movies is they take, they have covers of songs yeah. and they play them really slow and they have this one woman sing them. You know what I mean? That like woman a trailer. is me. <laughs> and Tony. I know what you're talking about. Don't you diss my work. See, <laughs> you get a lot of work singing slow versions of I, I, But yet I'm here oh, on a Sunday for movie trailers. recording a podcast in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> you did your work for this week. Right? I did. It's come, it, Just wait till the... Till the uh, you are a voiceover artist, though. For You know, I actually... <laughs> I've done some... some, some uh, children's uh, stuff in my time. <laughs> you know, with the old Minnie Mouse voice over mm-hmm. here. I didn't imitate Minnie Mouse, but like I've done um, like children commercials, like reading for voices That's and characters. And yeah. That'd be a fun kid, game. A lot of kids stuff. Hey, I yeah. was in a Honda commercial, so we... You were! Uh, yeah. yeah. A local. We should take these talents and open up our own department store <laughs> on Mannequin. I was an extra in a film. Yeah. I know that yes, one. The you year were. that trembled. 
Yeah. I could put that on the podcast. You knew Jonathan wait, Brandis. Who was in that movie? Jonathan Brandis was the star. But it had jo- wait, Jonathan mm-hmm. Brandis was yes. the star. I was on the set with him, actually. I never met him. What year is this? I filmed the movie in 2001. Oh, it was in Hiram College. Right before. Yeah, I had long hair back then, so I was cast. It was about the Kent State shooting. He looked like Kid Rock. Yeah, I did at that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did. He did. Then okay. Kid Rock at that point. I can't wait. But, uh,. I was in this scene, but more interesting because yes. Kid Rock is interesting. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm glad I'm more interesting than Kid Rock. It's, it's good to know. Um, but I was in this scene with an actress. Did you ever watch Dawson's Creek? Of course I did. Meredith, do you remember Meredith Monroe? Yes. I was right next to she her was in the so scene. Annoying, Andy. Yeah. So we're plotting revolution at Kent State. It's 1970, <laughs> and I'm mugging to the camera, not thinking the camera's really at me. So I'm just going, oh, yeah, that sounds like a like a plan. <laughs> So we go to the premiere the next year. <laughs> it has Fred Willard, who's in the movie, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, and Martin Mall, Fred Willard, Henry Gibson from Laugh-In. Yeah. Where was this filmed? This was filmed in Hiram College up yeah. north. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't actually at Kent. It was like they picked another college to, to film all these okay. scenes. And they picked him as an extra because he had long hair. Like long so hair, he yeah. He looked the part. So, and I love that stuff anyway. So if, And I graduated from Kent State, so I have a lot of weird ties to that movie. But we went to the premiere the next year. Scott was there. It's a terrible movie. I can say that <laughs> yeah. having been in but Fred Willard showed Sean's up at the premiere. Sean's part's the yeah, best. Yeah, Really? Yeah, well, it was a small theater in Cleveland. Yeah, I think uh, Charlie Chaplin's like great-granddaughter's in it, too. It's like one of the female oh, yeah. leads. Yeah. So. Did the oh, movie... Winnie Cooper's in it, too. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, Winnie Cooper. Hey, Tremaine just met her. I know. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So did Jonathan Brandis pass away before the film came out? It was out. well after. I felt bad because I said, man, I'm in this movie with this guy, Jonathan Brandis. You know, and I could have been with Fred Willard and Martin Mull. Those are the guys I really wanted to meet and work with. Uh, but obviously I got Brandis. It was free. I, you know, it was just a fun gig. Yeah. He was nice, but you could tell there might have been some tension there because we were working long hours. Like, he wasn't mean or anything, but he was yeah. definitely standing, he was definitely kept away from the extras. You know, they kind of well, of course, he was the star of Ladybugs. <laughs> I know. When you do Ladybugs, you... And Sequest. And Sequest. He was in some big movie. It was like some war movie. And he he found out when the movie came out or something that he was cut out of it. And I think that was... And I was reading this on mm. Well, he worked with me. I, had, yeah. I think that has a lot to do <laughs> That depressed him. Yeah. I'm, in, I'm in this movie with a guy mugging... You know, hey, he ruined he's in that. The You're the Thanksgiving trouble. episode of Save by the Bell, the college years. Yeah. He got the most uh, screen time in that scene. I know, I did. He was a good looking guy. Yeah, he Jonathan was Brandis. in his 30s when he died. They yeah, committed to it, yeah. yeah. He, he was a huge years. heart for like two years. Oh, yeah, my sister yeah. Jackie loved him. Yeah, he was like, he was in a. Totally. It. He was one of the. He was. He was yes, he was. Yeah, he was. And I wish it was in it other than the 1990 it. I know, I still would have. At least Tim Curry would be eating me, so that would be kind of fun. I love That's sounding bad. I know it is. So many, so many levels. So many levels does it. He has the best line in it. He goes, You killed George! You killed my brother George, you bastard! He's like nine years old. I have to say, the remake is terrifying in that Somebody told my niece that it is not scary. She's 12. And I was like, It's terrifying. I don't know who told you that, but I mean, it made me furious, but it was very good. Yeah, it was was very good. My favorite memory is watching it with Sean in the movie theater. Oh, yeah. yeah, We were both jumping and screaming. (laughs) Dude, um,. Bill Hader's gonna be in the next one. I saw that, yeah. Jessica Chastain, oh, Bill Hader, and there was somebody else. They're the, the two biggest names of the adult cast. I think there I think. was a third one. 
Hold on, I have to look it up now because it's going to drive me crazy. I, I enjoyed the It remake. It was great. Yeah, discussing it was. It really was. Fun. It was great. Back to Mannequin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As we wrap this all up. See you know how what? Mannequin had montages. We have montages. We need to talk about that. <laughs> yes. Guys, can I just say... This is a morbid thought, but I've thought it often. Oh, James McAvoy is in the new. Oh, Mr. Tumnitz. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's Mr. Tumnitz. Awesome yeah. I'm a, Sorry. I'm a, um, I was like, it's so bad. That's okay. Yeah. So I've always had a thing for movie montages, and Mannequin is absolutely no exception. Mm-hmm. It's probably one of the best ones ever. Did this start ever. This may have started my lust and love for movie montages, and uh, yeah, like, so I, I shared this with the gang before we recorded, but... I know this is kind of morbid, but back in, you know, the 90s, Make-A-Wish was a big thing, and uh, I often thought about if something ever happened to me and I ended up dying as a child, what would my wish be? And this was my wish. I wanted to recreate the movie montage from Mannequin with, you know, JTT, um, and have a fantastic time and make my own little, like, music video to it and wear all the fabulous clothes and, and play, you know, play dress up like they do and... Um, I would still love to do that. I'm 32 years old. That dream has not changed at all. JTT, if you're out there, I've been hunting for you. Let us know, Simba. Let us know. Yes. Um, and I think the music in this movie is good. I like the little score and, of course, the Starship song. Yeah, which was you know. nominated for me. <laughs> Hello. And I would be, uh, wow. you know, I would be hard-pressed to see if it's not one of the number one, like, most oh, duet karaoke songs ever. Yeah. Can I mention that something? and Summer Nights. <laughs> oh yeah. Summer so, Nights is number one. I'm a huge fan of just oh. Jefferson Airplane, right? Yes. Like the late sixties, Grace Slick, yeah, White Rabbit, Realistic Pillow is is a fantastic what album. What the hell happened to these guys in thirty years? They went from the Jefferson 80s. Airplane. The 80s happened. <laughs> Jefferson Starship to this Starship and we got yes. we built this city and nothing's gonna stop us. And you wait, like both wait, of those wait, songs. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I I have, you know, that we no, built the city was was voted worst song of all time. Of, of Not the, this one though. This song was uh, up for the category. Have, they right. also have Sarah. They also have yeah. the song Sarah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sarah. That's true. They do. No time Why is a good time. For love. <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. Right. Of the Sarah songs, there's Sarah by Stevie Nicks. That's the well, Stevie the Nicks. There's also Sarah Smile. Sarah Smile. Sarah Smile is a great song, actually. Sarah's I know it's Hall Notes. Great song. Yeah. <laughs> I do too. Wait, Jefferson Airplane? Yep, transformed. Into Starship. Grace Slick is what on. That's Grace Slick you're listening to. Yeah. On nothing's going to stop this man. Are you serious? I am, not, I am not joking. I feel like my head's going to explode. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, uh, it's That's awful. That's why she has so much power. Yeah, okay. Grace Slick is on just as a. <laughs> I can't believe to it. To me, that's like, like uh, it's like, okay, The Doors, Jim Morrison starts recording, like, uh, like Rick, Rick Ashley's songs, you know, at the late 80s. Oh, it's my God, that'd be phenomenal. Never gonna be right? Never gonna turn Wait. What? I am not shitting you. That's... That's the whole. If you guys look band. on YouTube, the music video from Starship, which incorporates scenes from Revolution. the Mannequin movie, of course, is on there. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Volunteers. Volunteers of America. To, to, to that. that. <laughs> Why? She's in the video for "We Built a City," yeah. and it's pure '80s, and she's got the big '80s hair. Unrecognizable. The Grace Slick. I mean, look, she yeah. has an amazing voice on this song, but yeah. yeah. Poppy yeah. is just as, as <laughs> This is the woman who wrote, wrote White Rabbit, and yeah, she's doing yeah. that. You know, 
Well, what happened? She and, got uh, off the drugs. She got on the elliptical, and this happened. I feel like I read somewhere that they had they had like a morning slot at Woodstock, and she like woke everybody up with her voice. I'm sure she did. I bet. So she's powerful. an operatic. She had a great voice. I am so upset right now. I know. Oh. <laughs> That's the truth. It's. It's one of those. Damn. Let them say we're crazy. <laughs> what do they know? I'm great slick, and you never want to guess. <laughs> the alternative lyrics. Grace slick is so cool. Have you ever seen her so recently? Late. She's got a buzz cut, like pure oh, white buzz cut and everything. She's pretty phones. radical. I know. Oh, but to make a very long, well-rounded podcast short, <laughs> I love Mannequin, guys. Um, it's just, it's one of my great, you know, yeah, I don't want to say one. guilty pleasure because I have absolutely no shame or guilt in the fact that no. I love this movie. But it's definitely been one of those movies, those go-to movies that I love to watch. It's pretty slick. And, um, <laughs> wow, that was enlightening. <laughs> and, wonderful. Um, no, it is. It's, it's just so fun. good. Yes. I think it's fluff. It's complete fluff. Well, I think there's apparently that everybody who was making it thought it was ridiculous too, but you can sense that like everybody was you know, making it for what it was and wasn't yeah. taking it too seriously. When it's a bad movie that's taken too seriously, that's when things go off the rails. It's yes. really bad. It's and, unwatchable. Yeah. This movie, like I said, I think it owns its stupidity and that's for why it works. Sure. That's why it's I, watchable. I would love to recreate every single look yeah. from the mannequin. It's a fashion. It totally is. You know, we could totally do that. Let's do that. And we know that Andrew McCarthy can do some fedora (laughs) tricks. He is a travel writer. He is, yeah. And, uh, well, I think we've all kind of summed up how we feel about mannequin yeah. and given it the attention it deserves. And, and, and multiple other topics today, yeah. <laughs> which is great. Which is awesome. We're a little out of yeah. touch, gang. It's this been is a while a, since we've recorded. Yeah. <laughs> but it's great. Wow. But I'd like to, I always end the podcast by saying, like, uh, where can you find this movie? Where Sean? can I find this movie? <laughs> it was very hard for you us to find. Why can't watch it on its like 30th anniversary in a big screen? What's the next best place? Is Gateway to find showing it? Because that would be awesome. I have it on DVD, guys. She does. Look, yeah, this, this is just look out. up Sarah, and she'll give you. This is what came out in '87. Big mm-hmm. mannequin, yeah. dirty dancing, Monster Squad, Monster Squad. Monster Squad. Some other Monster good things. Monster what one best picture that's, in '87? That's my Philadelphia coming out. That was out. the Last Squad. Emperor, which nobody talks about today, which is a three-hour. <laughs> Mannequin is a more important film. <laughs> the Last uh, Emperor. Who wants oh, to watch that shit uh, for uh, Untouchables came out in 1987. Oh, yeah. and, and Untouchables. Yes, Untouchables. Hey, that, that's a lot of good stuff. Yeah, yeah there's there's a lot really of good movies. The Untouchables was it Wall Street '87 too? Yeah, no, Wall Street. Yeah. That's what won the next. Or no, yeah, Michael Douglas won Best Actor. You know, Michael Douglas produced Cuckoo's Nest to bring that around, too, and he won for that. I didn't know that. I love Michael Douglas, and he's in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Go see it now. Everybody everybody impersonates the way he says Scott now. Just wait till you hear my... Scott! He has such a weird voice. He does. I love it. Well, he had uh, had cancer or something. No, but even before then, you know when he just, like, the way you print, you know, he talks kind of... He kind of talks like Jack Nicholson, but fast. Yeah, like more... slow version. He's a corporate guy. Like, he's the guy that you, you always yeah. cast him as the yeah. CEO or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He just fits that so well. 
He's like the older James Spader, like the real hardcore yuppie. Do you think his, his son, you know, it's like Kirk Douglas, amazing actor, Michael Douglas, amazing actor, and then that son. That son. That son. <laughs> you know, that son's like... Yeah, I, yeah. I don't even know much about this. There has to be so much more pressure if your grandfather and your dad are Academy Award nominated uh, winners, totally. amazing, and then you're like, "What am I supposed to do?" Underrated performance, Find Wonder Boys. Him. He's great in that as the as the Stone College professor. Oh, Michael Douglas. Yeah, Michael Isn't Douglas. Katie is... Holmes in that movie? Yeah, so it was a uh, Toby, your favorite Toby oh, McGuire. Boy, <laughs> way to pull and down. Robert Downey Jr. So you have I the like original him. Iron Man and the original Spider Man in this movie. You know with what's funny about Robert and Downey Hank Jr. <laughs> was this before, or was this after Robert Downey Jr.'s drug? It was right at that point, like like uh, it was by the same guy directed L.A. Confidential, and, and it that's was, a good movie. Oh, that's, yeah. a good, that's on Netflix. So he got all those people. I forget who the female lead was. Well, Katie Holmes was in it. Was in it, but I don't think she's. I think they hinted that their characters had some sort of romantic involvement in some way. Why was Jenny Junior's fascinating? Uh, Iron Man was ten years ago, and that's yeah. like what resurged his. Oh yeah, yeah. and it's like he'll die on his tombstone as Tony Stark, and he's great, and he's He's phenomenal in it. Uh, But guys, go check out Zodiac. That's another one you guys want to talk about. Zodiac. Oh, you have. Yeah, I've seen that. I was gonna say it's older. The older movie. Is that like ten years? Yeah, yeah, that's the Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My favorite Mark. We should do Iron Man too on top of that. Jake Gyllenhaal. Zodiac is a wonderful. I love Jake Gyllenhaal. It's got the puppy dog guys. So he would have been great in this movie. Man. He, <laughs> he would have been, been like great. five. <laughs> I mean, if we remade it now, remade me it now. as the mannequin, yeah. I, I could come alive from the kids Roxy? from the kids department. Oh my god, that would be oh, problematic. Also, the the Italian or not the Italian, the Spanish whatever sidekick. Oh yeah, that weird. He, he was, was not like needed. over the top whatever yeah. he was speaking, and just a total sexist. Gross and he couldn't get a hard on. Yeah. And and then like he kept talking. staring at it. He had tiger. <laughs> he had tiger sheets, and he kept talking to his oh member. God. Oh boy! Well, the best place to find uh, Anakin outside of uh, Sarah's if you don't see it DVD. A, <laughs> if you want to, you want to get an, another alternative to Sarah's DVD. <laughs> they did release it on Blu-ray in 2015 oh, with all of the films. It wasn't through 20th Century Fox. <laughs> It was oh. for all of films. I guess they outsourced some of their. I thought other mine titles. was a two for it was Mannequin yeah. and Mannequin. Oh, that's yeah. a deal. Yeah. That is a good deal. Both Mannequin and Mannequin Two are on Blu-ray. By the way, I saw that on this list, wow. but they're individually sold versus. That does make you question things, doesn't it? It does. Two are on. We're trying to preserve our history. And it's also the director of Mr. Nanny. He also the director wrote and directed Mr. Nanny as well as Mannequin. If you so want to check out his other work, yeah, <laughs> that, that's a double feature for you, Mannequin. And that's Mr. another Nanny. one I remember seeing at the video store. Is oh that yeah, Mr. yeah, Mr. Nanny. And the cover told you all you need to know. You yeah, don't really have to watch <laughs> I don't want the movie. To see you know who plays the uh, the the parent that uh, Hulk Hogan is uh, looking at the kids for? Who? Sherman Hemsley. Oh my god! <laughs> now I have to see it. I have to see this movie now. Jewel all the way. Oh, Phil Hartman. Hello. Oh, Phil Hartman. Great. May he rest in peace. Well, we want to thank Sarah, who's yes, and I want to thank you for having me back. I always enjoy talking to the three of you. You guys came over. We watched the movie together. It was Mm. glorious. With Poppy watched. Poppy watched most of it. It was enjoyable. I'm happy to be on this anytime. Oh, I think she puked. We love having you on. And Poppy's a. You can hear Poppy on the podcast, so if you play it backwards, you can yes. play it. She probably has I was the say, I'm pretty sure I breastfed Walter on the same <laughs> podcast. You so. did? 
So this is a great thing yes, about you know. Yeah, your whole, your whole history is now oh, documented through Cinema yeah. Wheeler Tay. I feel very blessed. Uh, do you guys have anything to plug that's coming up? Any general projects or anything like that? Uh, at the end of the month, I'm as, my group Sticks and Stones is at the Nest Theater performing uh, July 27th, I believe. And uh, that's it. That's all I got. Yeah, I don't have anything in the pipeline. Nothing. Nada. Tony and I are working on something. We are working on something glorious. Yeah. And Estelle Getty is involved. Oh. Oh. Um, wow. Yeah. I'm a free agent performer when I can of hashtags, so yeah. you can see them every Wednesday and I might be there. Or we I can plug Kenny's home. stuff, right? Yeah. I was going to say, Kenny has TDD, um, mm-hmm. the musical, which is every other Friday. I think, does this go up this week? This uh, Probably the next week. Next weekend, but every other Friday. Every other Friday, check it out. It's a great show. Kenny, do you have anything else? The we- yeah, the Wednesday night show. Hashtag. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Well, yeah, and follow, uh, me on yeah, follow the podcast for sure. Follow like, the podcast yes. on Facebook and, and Twitter, Twitter and everything. And Tell us your thoughts about this movie montage. Yes. Yeah. I want you to. And really, if they're negative, keep them to yourself. <laughs> yeah. You can borrow all the notes that you, you, we, you gleaned from this discussion of Mannequin for your, your thesis statement in film school or yes. whatever you have on this film. Uh, but. I know, what does that say about me that I like this movie and I don't like any Stanley Cooper? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Hey, it's not a it curse. It says you it's have sad. amazing taste. That's it's your sad. curse and your curse alone. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, but it is what it is. I, I love it, though. I love talking about this. This was great. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Take care. Bye. Wait, just a diet. Oh, diets are no use. Uh, it's those jelly donuts. They call to me in the middle of the night. Two things I love to do. It's fight and kiss boys. Come on. Ah! What's the matter? Don't you like your new scarf? Not especially.